Today's show is going to be a little bit different. We're going to talk more about gray divorce, navigating the complexities, the financial and the emotional complexities of gray divorce. And now, the Texas Financial Advisory Radio Show with Brooklyn Chandler Willard. Welcome to the Texas Financial Advisory Show. We're doing things a little bit different today. Um, instead of Steve being with us today, I'm going to actually be more of the host, I guess. And I have a special guest with us today, Mr. Anthony Cortino. And um, he is a divorce and relationship coach. And I work with him as a certified divorce financial analyst. Um, and we work with clients that are possibly going to be going through a divorce. There are people that change their mind and those that have gone through a divorce to try and put together the pieces, um, both financially and emotionally back together. So welcome, Anthony. Welcome to the show here today. Um, and it's just a little bit of his background. You can always go to his website. That's Anthony Cortino, C-O-R-T-I-N-O.com uh, for some more information about him. But he is um, you know, a great facilitator. I find that, and, you know, again, I think more business minded, but I find that, um, you know, people's emotions and I've experienced this through other things. Emotions can create a lot of, um, boundaries in making decisions or making stupid decisions. Yes. (laughs) But, um, Anthony, I'm going to pass it over to you and just kind of give us a kind of a brief overview and then we will get into some of these topics. Awesome. Well, thanks for having me here, Brooklyn. And yeah, so just a real simple overview as a divorce and relationship coach, especially in this stage in life, right? We're talking about great divorce today. And most of the people I talk to when they're discerning about getting a divorce or their third, especially because we're talking about the great divorce area, a lot of times we have emotional stuff that is coming to the surface and therefore influencing all the logical decisions we're making. So we're still operating based on fear and based on the past unresolved issues and fear of the future. And yet we're trying to make decisions without really acknowledging that. So it definitely makes it harder to make financial decisions if I'm being emotionally driven. A lot of times I may not even be aware of that when I'm going through a conflict with a relationship. So we definitely find that you know, needing to understand there's always needing to be people involved. And it's really easy to think, oh, all I need is an attorney. Mm. However, an attorney is a very expensive therapist, if you think about it that way. And yeah. they are not going to have your best interest on the financial aspect of it, right? Which is where you come in. And right. so it's really great to have like a, at least a trio of a team. So that's where I kind of fit in on the emotional side to help find out what is really driving the bus emotionally is it a real issue or is it an illusion and that way it helps them deal with the attorney and deal with you by clearing out those things making sure we have aligned choices that's a brief overview about what i do and you know again when we we bring up gray divorce that's more for people that i guess you have gray hair although divorce can give you gray hair (laughs) but it's more people that are um Maybe beyond the raising children stage of life, maybe their kids are uh, later high school, college, um, quite possibly could be their, like you said, serious divorce. And sometimes 
you go back to the issues, you're the problem. You're the common denominator. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But the reason um, we work together is because, again, as, as Anthony brought up, it's expensive to use your attorney for all of these features, and sometimes they're just not equipped. And so when people come for come to me for the financial side, they're looking at it like, hey, instead of just splitting it down the middle, what's a good way of doing this? And then also a lot of times women tend to be really emotionally attached to say the house. And it's like, you can fight tooth and nail for that house, but it's like the worst asset for you to take. You know, we can find a better place for you to live. And maybe that's what you need. You need like a fresh start, right? So the first thing we were gonna kind of walk through is, um, some of the many complexities and as you'll see the emotions weave into the uh, financial aspects and before I forget about this we do have a live seminar coming up um, it's going to be here at the Texas Financial Advisory um, Stone Oak office but you can go to the website texasfinancialadvisory.com and you can register for that event um, if you under seminars if you'd like you can actually call the the um, the show today that number is 844-832-7469 844-TFA show and give us your name and number and just mention that you'd like to come to the seminar and we'll get you an invite um, when we're back in the office next week so um at that seminar we're going to cover a lot of topics probably more in depth than we can cover here on this radio show obviously and you know it's a time that you can ask us questions as well about your um your particular situation but you know bringing up some of the complexities that are in any divorce or you know maybe more particular in gray divorce uh obviously sadness is part of that right yes so that's an emotional topic i'll pass it over to anthony because you know heaven forbid i have any emotion right here <laughs> Right. We don't want you having emotions. We just want you yeah. moving money around. That's what exactly. that's what the rules are, Brooklyn. Okay. <laughs> as long as we know where our boundaries are. No. Exactly. So when we're talking about gray divorce, we're talking about a specific age. And like you mentioned, Brooklyn, there are certain things that we can assume are happening at certain stages of life, right? I talk a lot to people when there's suddenly chaos and emotional disruption when things change. Now, they happen to us throughout life. We resist change. When it happens in the divorce space later in life, it's that child going off to college. It's mm -hmm. um, one of the parents is now semi-retired, taking a break or wanting a change in career. And all of a sudden, there is a disruption that was not expected. And even though we may have planned for it, when it happens, we didn't plan for the change in our emotional state. So we tend to react whenever we don't want things to change. And that can bring mm -hmm. up a whole lot of emotions. That kind of leads to anger. Yes, <laughs> leads to anger. And since I anger is a cover, mm -hmm. so in this work, what we find is that anger is the most easily connected emotion. It is, even though we can say we, it's not acceptable, it is still considered more acceptable to display anger when we're going through a divorce, when we're unhappy with the change in our life. People tend to accept us expressing a certain amount of anger later in life when we have a change. However, when it comes to the healing work, moving forward, and obviously when you're going through a negotiation process during a divorce and post-divorce, there's no place for anger. Yeah. And anger, nine out of 10 times, is covering one other emotion that we deem more life-threatening, makes us more vulnerable. So I can use 
anger to cover my fear, my sadness, and my guilt or shame around my process. And that's every human being. Have, so you can imagine that that gets very complex. Yeah, I think of the that movie Inside Out and mm -hmm. a young kid, oh, yeah. kids and the, the little red guy mm -hmm. in Inside Out, right? Yes. And, and that red guy, sometimes when he acts out, right, to cover sadness. To and cover, he's the first one. Yeah, but then it turns to regret. Yes. So you then feel guilty about what you've done. It's like a vicious cycle. Yeah, and that's the challenge with anger. This is why we want to remove anger as soon as possible because we can say anger is healthy, but it's really only healthy for about 10%, like 10 seconds, 30 seconds. Then we have to move on because the challenge when we do anger is we're focusing externally. I'm angry at you. I'm angry at them. I'm angry at the world. Guaranteed, you mentioned that regret piece. What happens when we express anger? We eventually take that dagger and turn it on ourselves and it turns into shame. And then we go right back to feeling disempowered. I can't do anything. And we start that cycle. I'm either in shame or I'm in anger over and over and over again. It's all hiding the other emotions that need to be expressed so I can make clear decisions. And then, you know, think about you've got all that going on and you're trying to wrap up a business deal, mm -hmm. meaning that mm -hmm. you are ending your marriage and mm -hmm. there's business associated with it. How are we going to get that done if we have all of this other stuff going on, right? And so, again, that's our role when we are working with working with um, you know clients that are going through a divorce. That again, it's outside the realm of the legal world, where you still have to have your attorney, or one of you have to have an attorney to get it finalized. I mean, I guess you could do it on your own. Most people need an attorney. Well, not well again, but we're talking about great divorce. Yeah. So chances are there they are more complexity yeah. in assets. And so yeah. it's just not smart. Right. And, um, you know, again, so as I mentioned earlier in the show, we are offering a live seminar at our Stone Oak office here in uh, San Antonio. If you're listening today and, um, you know, maybe you possibly are going through a divorce or you are have already divorced, because again, a, a lot of times, maybe not from the financial aspect, but from the relationship side of things you didn't seek help going through the divorce now you're divorced and there's this pattern that keeps coming back yeah. for some reason i wonder why i know so um it would benefit you to come to our seminar here it's gonna be march 28th we're gonna have it at two different times um one around what time did we say it was on 11 45 11 45 a.m and then one at 3 45 p.m We'll have some light snacks, of course, you know, come for the snacks. Um, anyhow, if you'd like to register for that event, you can go to the website, texasfinancialadvisory.com and go under seminars, or you can give us a call here today at the show, 844-832-7469. This is Brooklyn Chandler-Willie with the Texas Financial Advisory Show. I am here today with Anthony Cortino, a divorce and relationship coach. I know you tune in normally to talk about retirement challenges. Well, divorce is a retirement challenge. Mm -hmm. We see that quite often, so that's why we are talking today. Um, we're going to have to take a quick break, but we will be back. Again, you can register for the event, texasfinancialadvisory.com. When we come back, uh, we are going to be joined again with our special guest, Anthony Cortino, and we are going to talk about the fear of un unknown, um, that that you find during divorce with your finances and your emotions. Welcome back. 
This is Brooklyn Chandler-Willie with the Texas Financial Advisory Show. If you're tuning in just now, we're doing things a little bit different than normally. Um, I know everyone likes the same old, same old, but today we've got a special guest with us, um, Anthony Cortino. He is a divorce and relationship coach. And no, I'm not going through a divorce. We had to like, when, the, when he came in and- <laughs> All the looks of everybody walking in, him, yes. And I was like, this is Anthony, he's a divorce coach. And I looked at me, I was like, not my divorce coach, right? <laughs> it's one way to clear the room. Yeah, um, and, and just in case my husband's listening to the show this weekend. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyways, Anthony and I work together for clients that are going through divorce or maybe you know pre-divorce, post-divorce, there's lots of areas of that. Oh, yeah. um, and we are not attorneys. We're not trying to represent you during your divorce. Uh, my role is as a certified divorce financial analyst, and that's helping you divide the assets, navigate, you know, again, a lot of times money leads to divorce, but it's probably the primary cause of divorce. Um, and, you know, again, we've got some habits and patterns in that, which I'm not a therapist, I'm a counselor, and that's where Anthony comes into play. <laughs> and he's here to help you get on the other side of things and, um, you know, be able to emotionally regulate yourself to make clear, sound financial decisions. That's great. I, I mean, I, even if you're not going through a divorce, you need to emotionally <laughs> regulate. I mean, I, we just keep you around for that. Yeah, yeah. That could be your name, the emotional regulator. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we're going to talk a little bit about the fear of the unknown, which nobody likes to not know. You know, everyone wants, I actually have a crystal ball right mm -hmm. over there. See it? So everybody wants to know what's going to happen, but that's the fun of life. You don't know what's going to happen. Um, but, you know, under the fear of unknown, one of the first things is insecurity, financial insecurity, emotional insecurity, fear of you just abandonment, right? Yeah, and then you're you're. This is where you. I want you to speak, please, about the financial part. That's yeah. all you, and then yeah, I'll jump in. Especially like if you are not the breadwinner uh -huh. of the family, and your kids are grown, you're not entitled to child support. That's scary for a lot of those spouses. That you know, their job was to raise the kids, to you know, be the you know house manager, if you will. Right, you don't get paid, but you're making sure the bills are paid, the stuff is done, the laundry, the cooking, the groceries. I mean, that's a job, mm -hmm. right? You know, I, a lot of the young families that we work with, and let's say one spouse stays home and the other is working. I'm like, listen, if your spouse was to pass away and you couldn't quit your job to stay home with the kids, you need to have a nanny there. You need to have someone to help, you know, and that person's going to run maybe fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000 a year. Right. Yeah. So financial insecurity is a probably more so for the non breadwinner. And, you know, again, on my side, I help you figure out what's the best pro rata share for you. And then from there, take, take the ball and run with it to create a plan that you know, you know, what your income is going to be. If you are going to go to work, we're going to talk through that a little bit of career coaching that mm -hmm. comes into play. <laughs> but um, again, if if your emotions aren't in check, it, it doesn't matter what it looks like on paper. Right. Yeah. So you, so speaking about this in the gray divorce, and we have a lot of the fear of the unknown, Brooklyn, you're able to help. If we lean into that, we can find out some knowns so we can mm -hmm. get a sense of security. Now on my end, 
what I see when we have a client we have back and forth where they're talking to me after a meeting with you or talking to me after they see with the attorney, even though you're answering all their questions and giving them a plan, when I'm talking to them, they are pretty much in the same exact state they were before because they're being emotionally driven. There's a pattern that's happening that has nothing to do with the actual money piece. Right. They don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. So it's going to manifest in anything that could potentially be an unknown. They're going to freak out and demand the conscious mind. Its job is to keep us in order. So it's going to do whatever it can to force a some type of known for security. So, yeah, it puts it in a tailspin and unfortunately makes the situation even worse. Yeah. And that leads us to bad decisions, mm -hmm. bad, um, you know, staying up at night, worrying about it, not getting enough sleep. Yeah, our mind becomes very narrow in focus, mm -hmm. and it actually breaks the mind even further, yeah. right? By trying to put our finger on it, have a solution, and talk about it to our friends and family and everybody else involved, it actually does not solve anything. It's just a mental exercise and then we get addicted to that process and that pattern continues even after the divorce even when we win yeah unfortunately that's why we want to work on the emotional regulation so that when they meet with you meet with an attorney you can make decisions that you're not going to regret tomorrow or 10 minutes after you make a decision so it just do people come to you again kind of contemplating divorce and and recognize they maybe have this habit that they're doing and then you're able to coach them through that and then the, the marriage is resolved. I mean, that they're able to stay married. So that is like a, 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 an accidental byproduct, right? So what happens with, with that question, the best answer for you is what I really experienced. So I have a, a male or a female coming to me and they've decided, I, I think I need a divorce. I want a divorce because of all these factors, all these knowns. And there's always a, an expression of time. I've been putting up with this for 10, 20, 30 years. And then now all of a sudden, I'm done. And again, there has been something that's happened and a change where now they are more uncomfortable than they used to be. So now all of a sudden, now it's my life, it's life or death. Yeah. So a lot of times when we do the work and we start emotionally regulating and teaching an individual to take ownership of your responsibilities, it's a yes. And right. I understand that your husband or your wife is doing these things and you can still do your emotional regulation in spite of that, now how you show up matters more than what your spouse is doing. There is an accident that happens with that. Sometimes you start emotionally regulating yourself enough, your perception of what's actually happening changes. And you might actually say, when I'm talking to you, do you still want the divorce a month mm -hmm. after working with me? And all of a sudden you're like, I'm hopeful now yeah. because I'm seeing things differently and I'm noticing a change in my partner, even though they don't even know I'm doing this. <laughs> and all of a sudden it's a real question of, do you want to move forward? And now we have to make a game plan and change that. And we're doing it from a place of empowerment instead of the old story, which is I'm not going to make a decision until because of fear. So it's different. One's disempowering. You feel stuck. One is empowering. Now you may choose to stay a little bit longer. And then when you leave, if you still do, you make it from a choice versus feeling like you're stuck and you have to do it. So I had a gentleman come to me one time and without his wife knowing, and he came in to meet with me because he's like, listen, things aren't going well. I want to get a divorce. And I delve a little bit into, you know, obviously the financial side of things. And they were very well off. They, but he was raised, 
he was raised very poor. I mean, like, you don't throw away anything because you might need it, even if you've outgrown it, even if you... And even though he's in his 60s mm-hmm. and very well off, I mean, he was an executive for major company here in San Antonio, made around, like, I want to say close to half a million dollars a year, like, made tons of money. His wife never worked. But he's coming in and saying, I want to get a divorce, and I've made all the money, and, I, you know, again, I don't want to give anything over, mm-hmm. right? So that's what, so we delve a little bit. I'm not a psychologist, but <laughs> it's like, listen, you're thinking of this with this major scarcity mindset, mm-hmm. and there's more to life than money. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, you've done a great job saving. Yes, you've, but what did you sacrifice in the interim? Yeah. Right? And because life is short, you're in your 60s, you know? So uh, fortunately, they've resolved and they are together, but they got to work on that. They have to communicate. You know, it's interesting when I met with her, finally, she really had no clue about money, no clue. It was more about rules with their family. Like, I, can, I can't I can spend money without asking her permission. And they just uh, really- They're both trapped. It was a toxic, They're both trapped and all that, yeah. Yes. So then we had to say, okay, let's talk through a spending plan. So she needs to spend money that she doesn't need to ask you permission for. Y'all are both retired. You've raised your children. Like, she shouldn't ask you for grocery money. Like, she should just go buy the groceries. Or you guys need to have two trips a year because you can. You have the time, right? Like, yes, you're still working, but you have vacation days. Right. (laughs) You know? So the biggest problem in that situation is figuring out who your dog sitter is and who your house sitter (laughs) is. Not whether or not you can go on vacation. Yeah. You know, so it's something they're still working through. They've been clients of mine for eight years now. And when they come in, you know, we do the investment side, but there's still this relationship navigating that we're doing with them because it it gets to where they're so worried, like both of them, yeah. but different types of worries. So, you know, we're listening today. If you're listening today, um, I have with me, this is Brooklyn Chandler Willie, and I have with me Anthony Cortino. We are talking about the love and money side of relationships whether you know again you're married or not happily married or going through a divorce uh we work together as a team when people are going through a divorce because this is what we do is very different from what the attorneys do and we bring value to our clients that are um, looking for that clarity as they navigate that legal process but we are having a um, live in-person workshop seminar if you will at my stone oak office here in san antonio if you'd like to attend you can go to the website texas financial advisory Com. You can click on seminars and register for that event. It's be March uh, 28th. We're going to do it two times that day, uh, one at 11.45 and one at 3.45. Uh, a lot of great information, so register for that event. There is no cost for that event. If you'd like to discuss your, your concerns, reach out to us today at 844-832-7469. That's 844-TFA-SHOW. Um, as always, I do offer a no-cost consultation, um, discuss your situation, figure out if there's something there we can assist you with. And I believe that Anthony, I'm yes. going to put you on the, okay, he does that too. It's <laughs> <laughs> like $1,000. No, just, uh, just a joke. Anyways, um, so reach out to us, 844-832-7469, and that number, 844-TFA-SHOW, or visit the website, texasfinancialadvisory.com. 
I have a little blurb on there about Anthony and then you can register for the seminar as well. Up next on the Texas Financial Advisory Show, today we are talking about love and money as you approach that through rocky relationships that possibly might lead through a divorce. Just some things to think about. Join us. This is Brooklyn Chandler Willie with the Texas Financial Advisory Show. I am joined today with a special guest, Anthony Cortino. Anthony is a divorce and relationship coach. I work with him as a certified divorce financial analyst. We work together with clients that are possibly approaching a divorce, going through a divorce, post-divorce, rocky relationships, whatever. <laughs> um, and you know, both of us bring different skill sets to the table. But in a way, a lot of people think, well, I'm going to get a divorce, so I'm just going to hire an attorney. And that attorney is going to be the end-all be-all and it's going to solve all my problems. And then they see the bill for that and they don't really, you know, they get a little sticker shocked. And then they realize, hey, maybe I didn't get the best relationship to advice from my attorney. <laughs> oh, I wonder why. <laughs> yeah. But let's talk a little bit about financial concerns because things are different for people, especially those in gray divorce and gray divorce tends to lean towards people that are, you know, their kids are gone or maybe they didn't have kids. They're approaching retirement. They, um, you know, have been together for many years, but then they look at each other. I mean, this is a reality, right? Like you've been married all these years, but you've, your relationship has grown apart mm -hmm. and now you realize, okay, I'm getting divorced or, or I'm going to be, uh, sorry, I'm going to be retiring. I'm going to have all this time on my hands with this complete stranger over here that I, I just don't think it's going to work out. Right. I don't want to spend all my retirement years. I mean, that's, I, I'm telling you, our radio listeners, I, you know, I sit across from people and that's what I hear. Um, but how do we deal with the finances? Because a lot of times the attorneys take it from Texas as a community property state, um, you know, unless it's an inheritance or you brought it into the marriage as separate property. Of course, there's all these exceptions to that, right? Like, well, did you commingle it? Um, so, you know, on my side of things, when it comes to the finances, we're looking at it from not just the 50-50, but what's a, what's a better benefit? Um, stock is something that we, we talk about quite a bit with people like let's, this is just an example. Um, I've had a couple where the, the gentleman worked for a company and he got stock through his company and that company made the spouse sign an agreement across the board, which doesn't seem like it should be right, but that the spouse, if there was to be a divorce, that they would automatically disclaim that stock. Mm -hmm that they couldn't get ownership of that stock. Well, that's, that doesn't fly really here in Texas. So that's the attorney to work through. Whereas this wife had kind of resolved herself, like I'm never going to get that stock. In reality, that stock was much more valuable than her house because that stock was appreciating at by like, because again, this is private stock with the company, not necessarily something she could buy on the New York Stock Exchange. So that stock was appreciating by 10, 15% a year because it's, you know, basically it's the company stock. And her house, on the other hand, was appreciating at four or 5% a year. And so, 
you know, the reality, a $250,000 house appreciating at four or 5% versus $250,000 appreciating at 10 to 15%, that 250,000 is going to be double in five years whereas her house is not, right? So we had to kind of walk through those things, work with the attorney. Of course, she had to give up some stuff, right? Because this is there's a, a document saying that she, from the employer, that she's in disclaim herself from the stock. But it, it took her being in a good emotional headspace because she was so defeated. She was so just like, no, it's his stock. I can't have it. Like, she didn't want the house, right? So she needed to she needs to work with someone like yourself to kind of say this aside you've got to be strong for yourself. Right? Right. So we you're talking about a couple different issues, right? That about validation, right? So I may so someone holds on to wanting the house cuz mm -hmm. you want to tell your friends and family you got the house. <laughs> right? It's less sexy to say I got the stock even though the stock may be more valuable. Now, there's a part about letting go mm -hmm. of certain patterns. And so what you're describing right there on the surface, my first reaction is, yeah, this person wants to be validated. They want to win. They don't want to lose. However, there's a deeper meaning here when you said that she didn't feel like she deserved something. Right. She just kind of resolved to it. And it didn't even sound like there was a lot of emotional attachment to that, right? It was a simple awareness. That's not mine. Now we're talking about the deeper pattern here, which is self-worth. Right. So when an individual goes through anything and their entire life, there's some level of I'm either worthy of this or I'm not worthy of that. Now, later in life, we go through the great divorce issue. Okay. And if I if a client has a sense of lack of worthiness, they're going to look at certain things and decide I'm not worth this. I'm worth that. So they can make a poor decision if they feel like they're inclined to be worth the house. They're going to fight tooth and nail for that. Now, if it's about a retirement plan or something else that is more valuable, but they honestly can't connect to deserving it on an emotional level, they probably don't feel worthy and it's being masked by the illusion of the assets. So yeah. that's definitely an issue that gets in the way. I have a client right now who specifically, it would all be done if she would just sign the settlement. It's a good settlement, but she's holding on to it. Why? Because she doesn't think it's fair for him to get anything. She wants it to be a complete lockout. And even though that's not realistic, she's still holding on to this document and won't sign it because she's already used to feeling unworthy and angry about this situation. So it's about letting go. Yeah. So that leads us to life after divorce mm -hmm. and kind of restarting. And again, knowing that just because it's signed that everything's done and maybe the assets are divided and you've resettled your life and you all that good stuff. It doesn't mean it's all sunshine and rainbows. Mm -mm. Not at all. <laughs> Sometimes it's worse. Oh yeah. There's always, there's, so everyone has, I have a, a YouTube video that does best of all my videos in the last year, even though I'm making other ones and it still does well on its own because I literally am saying how to be happy after D-Day. Mm -hmm. Now what is D-Day, right? For some people it's signing their part of the document. Some people it's getting that call from their attorney saying it's done. Some, it's another event. Regardless, your D-Day is an emotional day. Typically, there's a celebration, right? We do that, that post on Facebook. There's a high five. Everyone's excited. It's all over. It's finally done. We didn't celebrate. That's the external. That's the, the, uh, the, the conscious mind and telling the whole world. Mm -hmm. However, 
the real journey starts when you go home that night or maybe two or three weeks go by and we now are faced with the person in the mirror, the man or the woman in the mirror who is like, okay, great. Now I'm divorced. Typically what happens is more behavior comes out, the shadowy kind, the one we don't tell our friends and family about, the destructive behavior suddenly comes out when the divorce is actually final. And then we have to work on putting your life back together again because who am I? Your identity has been affected, especially later in life. You literally have forgotten who you are. And typically what I find with this conversation we're having is that people try to find who they used to be. 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, they're saying, Anthony, I just want to get back to who I used to be. And I got to say to them, that person's dead. You are no longer that person. You're looking to find something that doesn't exist anymore. Now is the chance to rebirth yourself. And regardless of the age or your situation, all the power comes in starting all over again, brand new and abandoning who you used to be because now you have an opportunity to rewrite your story from scratch. And I, I want to say, you know, about a team. Now, of course, when I work with somebody in their prospect, or I'm sure people listening to this right now think, I have a great support system. I got my mom, I got my grandparents, I got all these Church, people. You know, whatever. However, those are all still based on some form of an egoic attachment to you. Yeah. Right? So for an example, well, my best friend that I was, I was the best man at his wedding. I sang at the wedding, right? I mean, he's my best friend. When he went through a divorce, I could help him by having move in with me, right? I give him some cash. I could support him, but I could not support him as a coach. I love him too much. Right. I'm not safe. All of my advice for him was from my ego, my own pain, how it resonates with me. So we have people in our lives that love us dearly. However, they don't necessarily have your actual best interest at heart. They're coming from their own pain. Mm -hmm. They don't want to see you hurting. Right. So they want to do whatever they can to alleviate their pain by getting you to stop hurting, which means they can actually give you some really, really, really bad advice. And then when you change your mind, what happens? They get mad at you for not following that advice. And now you have a conflict. Yeah. So you want a team that knows, you know, about money. I know about emotions, right? The attorney knows about the legal system, get the specialist that you need so they're going to be there for you whenever you need them, not just when it's convenient. So if you'd like to attend, we are having a seminar together on March 28th here at the Stone Oak office. We're going to do it two different times um, around lunchtime, 1145, and then at the end of the day, 345. Love for you to attend. You can register on the website, texasfinancialadvisory.com. There is no cost for that attendance. Um, it's just a time to come in, learn a little, little bit more information about what we're talking about here today. TexasFinancialAdvisory.com. They always say hindsight's 2020, especially when you're going through a legal situation. Join us for some more information with Anthony Cortino. Brooklyn Chandler Willie with the Texas Financial Advisory Show. You're tuning in today and we're doing things a little bit different. I know primarily we talk through retirement, retirement issues, and today we're going to talk through more specific of a retirement issue I see, see often, and that is a gray divorce and um, people that have, that are either going through a divorce, have been through a divorce, 
post-divorce, picking up the pieces, financially put things together. But I'm joined today with Anthony Cortino, a divorce and relationship coach. And he and I work together as a team uh, along with um, family law attorneys to assist their clients as they navigate divorce, especially uh, complicated divorces that involve, say, business entities, stock, houses, um, all the things, right, that has been acquired during a marriage. And um, believe it or not, your emotions can definitely get in the way of making that smooth transition. And so Anthony and I get involved in order to help clients, um, you know, make some of those decisions that, yes, your attorney could technically do that, but sometimes that's not the best use of their skill. And it also can um, create a much larger, larger um, legal bill for you. So this segment, we're going to talk about hindsight 2020, what a coulda, shoulda, right? What can we learn from this? Because once you're through your, your divorce, you probably are going to enter into another relationship. Even though you say you won't. People like to say, oh, I'm never doing it again. <laughs> And the next thing you know, they fall in love. Okay. <laughs> so how do we set you up so that you are um, in a better position to go into that relationship emotionally as well as financially? Um, I think from a financial aspect, I see some patterns that people do. Let's say you were not the breadwinner in your previous relationship, but you still got a big settlement. You're still not a breadwinner kind of you've got this lump sum windfall. Um, so you seek relationships that you, again, will not be the breadwinner. Mm -hmm. Or the flip of it, you're now... You want to be in power. You're the sugar mama or the sugar daddy because <laughs> you've got this money, but you don't know how to, you don't know how to earn that money. You just were, you got it during the divorce, mm -hmm. right? And so now I, I had a, oh, this is a good story. I had a... a client's son call me because he drove by his mom's house and saw a brand new Harley Davidson sitting in the driveway. <laughs> and he wanted to know if she took a disbursement from her accounts to buy this Harley the Davidson. Son. The son did. Awesome. Because she was dating someone and she, he felt that she was spending his inheritance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he had proof because there's now a new Harley Davidson in the driveway. Wow. Well, she didn't take money from our accounts, <laughs> but she did buy him a Harley Davidson. <laughs> and they're not together anymore. Mm. So not a good not a good choice. Had she called me, I would have said, no, sorry. <laughs> Go talk to Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta figure out what you're replacing. I mean, what are you what are you trying to buy here? What need are you the, getting met? Yeah. Yeah, not just the Harley Davidson. What are you trying to buy from this guy? <laughs> so many times there's unresolved conflict mm -hmm. in your life that has led you to make bad decisions and then repeat the pattern. Well, again, that's so and again that uh, we want to, on my side, I think I like try to remove the idea of good or bad. Okay. Right. Cause if we're looking at a good or bad or a you're right, I'm wrong, it's never going to end. Sure. It's I never like going to end. There's really not. I mean, there's, it won't. it's just a choice. Yeah. Because when you're in love, you're fine with everything, <laughs> right? You're forgiving. It's unconditional. And all of a sudden when you're not in love, 
everything is conditional. It's, you know, they're checking off the list. It's tit for tat, right? So when we're looking at the complexities later in life with the gray divorce, we're holding on to something, that regret, mm -hmm. the pattern of I kept my mouth shut for however many decades. I didn't say anything when I should have said anything. So now we have the opposite effect. It's like when somebody comes to me on their third divorce and their first spouse was a narcissist. <laughs> and so they got a doormat, right? And they realize, ooh, the yeah. Yeah, we want to look at, look at the emotions we're carrying forward and the patterns that we see manifesting over and over and over again, because you see this on your side and I mm -hmm. see this patterns always win, right? So we want to look at the pattern and see, can we drop the pattern? Can we start all over again? And is this pattern based on survival or is it based on thriving? And so we tend to either do nothing and nothing changes, or we go completely 180 degrees. And that is usually temporary because we're going to react and regret six weeks or six months later after we buy that Harley for somebody. Mm -hmm. And our, our mind is going to go, wait a minute. That was an expression of dopamine. I got a hit off of it. And now what's going to sustain me, fulfill me. So we want to look at that and see what pattern is manifesting again and again and again. Another thing that I see people dealing with post-divorce financially is when there was infidelity involved because oh, yeah. they, let's pretend you are not the, let's say you were the one being cheated on. Mm -hmm. You, you, you know, maybe you start, you realized it because there was this weird charge on the card or there's a secret card that you find out about or So then you start, you're paranoid, mm -hmm. right? About money because you were cheated on and they did it through a way that you didn't have access to, mm -hmm. you didn't have a way to tune in. Like you thought life was all hunky dory, but in reality they had this whole secret thing going on. I see this a lot with business travel, yeah. right? Like yeah. when they work together, they go to an infidelity and now we have this trust issue. And then on the flip side, if you were the one that committed infidelity and you were so worried about keeping that secret that causes problems financially as well, because you've got this pattern of keeping a secret. Now you don't trust yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So it's gonna, it's that same concept from our earlier segment where love and money are really showing us the belief systems over and over and over again. And they're going to be attached the same way. So when someone is cheated on and money's involved, it's very easy post-divorce. And during the process, we go, wait a minute, if I was fooled by this one thing, then again, our rational mind tries to associate and look for other patterns. And all of a sudden, it may have happened one time, yeah. right? And all of a sudden, it's been happening for 20 years, <laughs> right? And the story gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And we literally start creating a physiological response, reliving that over and over and over again to where we literally are creating more problems than when it's us that does the infidelity. Now we have a, another self-worth causing that shame spiral again. So then we're the person that's going to be do really bad things with our money because, well, I have all this money and look what I've done with it. So I'm just going to keep fulfilling that prophecy over and over and over again. I'm going to be bad with money and I'm going to be bad in love. So regardless, the pattern repeats. Or it's also used as a tool in divorce. Well, he cheated on me. I should get more. I got it. Yeah, I got to get even. Mm -hmm. Right. That emotional pain, that psychological pain of the of being 
lied to. I need the world to know so that I can finally let go of this pain. And I need it to hurt. I need to hurt you. I can tell you right now, if you're cheated upon, and even if you did get a larger settlement because of that act of breaking up the marriage, that doesn't solve your problems. Doesn't at all. Money, money is not going to solve your problems. Maybe it makes it a little bit easier well that that individual i told you about i have i'm working with her right now same situation right she keeps reliving it right so we talk about the legal process talking to you and talking to the attorney so she's doing fine but when it comes to going into a meeting and looking at the documents she's literally reliving the in her mind the seven times the seven women that he cheated on her with right so it's very active even though it was years ago <laughs> get this so I had a, I have a client that uh -huh. was going through a divorce, a young client, like in her thirties uh -huh. and they were trying to like amicably decide all these things. And they both had attorneys. Well, she just had this feeling he had cheated on her mm -hmm. and she couldn't like catch him. Yeah. She had well, that assumption. Uh huh. <laughs> he sends her a spreadsheet with all the different assets as he's working through things. And then at the bottom, there's a tab two or a sheet two, she clicks on it and it's list of people that he had had relationships with. <laughs> like he gave it to her, which she didn't even, I was, she's like, he made a spreadsheet of yeah. who he, and, and he shouldn't have, you know, it was a mistake. He didn't mean, but you know, and she still to this day holds on to this because yeah. I mean, talk about love and money. It was totally on a spreadsheet there, yeah, yeah. you know, thankfully their divorce ended. They're fine. She's moved on. I don't know about him. But, um, you know, people are nutty. People are nutty. Well, again, back to like the very first plug in the beginning of our show, you mentioned when we're not taking care of our emotions, <laughs> the behavior around money mm -hmm. is what you see change, yeah. right? I see behavior on everything. And it's so easy to say, oh, no, 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 no. I'm only behaving reckless in this one area. Nope. Classic Jim Rohn, you know, coaching who taught, you know, Tony Robbins everything he knows, right? Is that how you do one thing is how you do everything. So little slip ups like that happen intentionally and unintentionally. The subconscious mind is going to create stuff, yes. whether you want to or not. So if you're tuning in today, this is, this is the Texas Financial Advisory Show. I know we normally talk just through retirement topics, but today we are talking about divorce and relationship issues, the financial aspect, as well as the emotional aspect of that. I've been joined today with Anthony Cortino. Visit the website, texasfinancialadvisory.com, or give us a call here at 844-832-7469. We are having a seminar coming up on March 28th that we'd love for you to join us. Um, you can register for that on texasfinancialadvisory.com under seminars. But thank you, Anthony, for joining us today. Uh, to learn more about Anthony, I have a blurb on our website, texasfinancialadvisory.com, or you can go to his website, Anthony Cortino. Uh, appreciate it. Thank, thank you, you Brooklyn. This a was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah absolutely.
advisory services offered to Queen Bee Advisors LLC, a registered investment advisor. Brooklyn Chandler Willie provides general information, not individually targeted personalized advice, and is not liable for the usage of information discussed. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are offered through Queen Bee Advisors LLC. By contacting Queen Bee Advisors LLC, you may be provided information regarding the purchase of insurance products.